Up From Work podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 113 of the show. This is Dave Swillam, your host, coming at you live from Tennessee right now. I just got here today, my other spot down here, to do a little bit of work before another season of people here to work on this place. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I am, uh, I, am, <laughs> I am in a weak position today. I have, uh, we had multiple flight cancellations yesterday when we went to the airport last night. We we're supposed to be here last night. All of those got canceled. So we had to go back home, get back up at like 4.30 or 5 a.m., get back out and get back out here today. Drive two hours after landing at the airport, after multiple layovers, and we finally got to our property and, uh, I'm pretty sure that my neighbor is like screaming at a a dog outside. So uh, (laughs) I've got my mobile set up here. This is like my microphone interface. And we packed like some drills and things like that in a check bag. And we're just down here. So, but we're here and I've got all this equipment and we're we're here and we're still going to be podcasting and we're going to be able to get all the stuff done. And uh, we're going to have a good time here. So I'm a little groggy. The audio is not perfect, but we're going to have a good episode today because I think it's a topic that has come up enough that I wanted to cover it. And then uh, next week, we're actually going to have two different interviews, Wednesday and Thursday, It'll be two different interviews to catch up on some interviews with some interesting people and uh, share something not on the solo side of it. So today, going to be a solo episode going into like a deep dive. And then next week, we're going to be talking to some creatives about some things that they're up to. So today I want to talk about networking and I want to talk about networking for extroverts and introverts. That's the really important piece there. I think that, you know, when we think of networking, many times introverted people will immediately say that they can't do networking because they're introverts. I'm not an introvert, but I have a lot of introvert friends and I have some introvert characteristics I've noticed, but I'm definitely an extrovert. But between just like working with many different people and seeing like what works for them and what works for me and some different ways, I'm going to share different ways that you can network with other creatives or musicians or business people or whatever it is that you're trying to go after right there. Especially, I think with the COVID year, people including myself, kind of got behind on networking, even though there's a lot of digital tools. It's just a long period of time to have to adapt that way and and live in that world. And people are really excited to get out and do more face-to-face networking this year. And there's also like a ton of ways of digital tools that adapted for us through that time that are actually amazing. And that I think that we can utilize a little bit better. So when it comes to networking, The main things that you want to consider about trying to make it effective, and this goes across any medium of the ones that we're going to talk about today, is you want to be visual. So the main piece of networking is that people see you. So you're around, you know, you're, you're at where they're at. 
you're meeting them where they want to be at, which is like most important piece of it. Like it's not about you networking. Networking is a great, amazing thing. And it creates so many cool things in your life because it opens all these doors or it changes, changes what's happening. But networking is like ultimately not about you. And so you got to meet people where they're at and be at those places. So you got to be visual in any of these mediums that we talk about. Consistency is also important. And consistency is like, how often are you visual? Like how often are you at the places, whether it's social or when we talk about like different places that are in person or whatever it is, like literally just a text, like texting people that are those contacts and those friends and those business people and customers or whatever it is that you're trying to keep up with. Literally a text, like once a year, there's people that I'm sure that you know out there in your lives that are important to you and you have an important relationship and do really cool things with each other, but you might not see very frequently. And literally just being like the first person to text someone and be like, Hey, how are you as a human being? Right? Like just things like that seem really simple, like a card in the mail, but being consistent, consistently visual to someone is really important with networking because that's bringing the relationship further. And so the next thing is going to be that. So you're consistent, you're visual, you're in a place they want to be at. How do you bring that relationship further than that one moment? And that's going to depend on where you're engaging with those people. But bringing it further than that piece, that's basically the most important portion of it because you can meet people all the time. You could be the network king or queen out there meeting people left and right and always meeting people. But if you meet them and nothing ever comes further past it, then you say, Hey, I'm this person. I do this thing. And then you never talk to them again, or you never engage with them in some way or help them out or work with them or do anything. Then it's like a a quantity thing, but it's not a quality thing. And it's really not going to turn into anything different for you. So. Another thing, this is going to hurt some of the introvert people, but I promise you uh, it can happen through social too. And some of the ways that I'm going to suggest that you network out there is the opportunity, the chance. There's, there's this weird moment that people have where it goes from like when you first meet them to like a little bit more like you're, you know, you're being visual, you're being consistent, you're keeping up with people there's a really weird pivot point that you you just have to kind of feel and you get better at it as you just work with people more frequently. And luckily for me, I've worked in sales for like eight to 10 years where I just, I have to meet people like every single day of my life that I've never met, meet them quickly, talk with them. And, and I, and it's helped me like feel this, I think easier each time. There's a really weird pivot point that happens where it goes from a relationship of they know you And they've spoken with you and there's this time or a chance where they might give you a shot to say, Hey, do you want to do this thing with me? Do you want to try this? Have you been ever interested in this thing? Have you ever done whatever? And that moment, if you say no to it, I've found is really, really difficult to, it's not so much that they're like not cool with you now. It just seems like whether it's time finding the right time for them to connect on their schedule or like do the, whatever it is. Like maybe they're like, Hey, come work with me on the session. Come go on this trip with me. 
drive to this place and randomly go on this, like it feels sporadic sometimes. And it feels really crazy when you're like saying yes to it. But there's this weird point where people ask you to do something and they take their guard down. And I think that point is so crucial to say yes to whatever it is and then making it work. So it doesn't feel natural sometimes. It's like, Hey, come to LA tomorrow. If you're like a new Englander like me, you're like, your first instinct is like, I can't do that. But I promise you that like some of the best things that I've been able to connect with people on have been like, Hey, this is an opportunity to do this thing with me. Can you do this randomly? Cause I thought about it randomly. Like you were on my radar and you seem like you're a good hang and we're cool. And here's this thing that you could do because it's happening right now. And saying yes to that and figuring out how it's going to happen later is like, absolutely crucial i think and it's like it feels really inorganic and feels weird but you have to take that opportunity because it doesn't it's just it doesn't always happen again it it may definitely happen again it might not be as good it may be fine but i've just learned that from anyone that i've i've heard doing these really cool things that just pop up on them and totally change their life it's always come from that one opportunity, that one pivot point, that one chance that someone gave you and then saying yes to it, making it happen. And then the last is just for introverts, for extroverts, controlling the incoming and the outgoing things that you have to be visual and consistent. So if you're introverted, that can be social media. You could be making content. You could be keeping up with other people's content or engaging with people in different ways like that. If you're extroverted, it could be how many places are you out? So this is like the quantity thing where we were talking earlier, how it's ineffective. If you're not taking something offline, you're not taking something further and developing something further, it's not effective. This is the other portion of is how much input and output is happening. How many touch points are out there? How many people are you connecting with to even have a chance at bat, to even give them a chance to want to know you or not, right? They don't have to, but they don't know if they don't know. So let's get into this a little bit. Let's talk about internal and external ways to network with people. This is something that I think one of the people in my mastermind group was talking about, like, how the hell do I connect with people? I think for this one, it was like musicians, uh, because we're all an audio mastermind. How the hell do I network with people? I'm just not good at it. It can be tough. I'm not doing well with it. It's not working. Like, so I'm clear, even though I'm talking about networking right now for this whole episode, I haven't been always good at it. And sometimes I do like spurts of sucking at it. And sometimes really cool things happen from it. But I'm not like the best networker on the planet. But there's been a lot of things that have, I've been getting a lot better at over the past couple of years. So I wanted to share this and hopefully this will help people who feel like they're not the best networkers, or maybe you are a killer, killer networker, and this might give you some other firepower out here. So I want to talk about external ways to meet up with people. These are generally going to be better for those extroverts, because this requires a little less control that you have on the situation, which is where I've found like the main line between extroverts and introverts is extroverts are willing to give up control on the situation of what's going on and see what happens and then react to it quicker. And it's not that introverts don't have that ability. It's that they prefer to control and 
move those resources that they have in different, like different layers or something or different order or something that extroverts do. It's like having the ability to control the situation, to control when this communication hits me, how I'm communicating back, how I can, you know, pull apart the situation, pull apart this person and figure this out is, is usually what separates those two people. So external things are going to be better for extroverts most of the time, but none of the stuff is something that is cut in stone. If you are an introvert, you want to go to do some external things. Awesome. It's probably going to make you open up a little bit in those spaces. Every person's really different with their tolerance. External is like really classic things that you would think of for networking. You could straight up be networking events or networking groups. Like it couldn't be more classic than that. Things like clubs, meetups, mastermind groups, like I said, networking groups, young professional groups. Chamber of Commerce is like totally hit or, hit or miss. Uh, I, I've been in a bunch of Chamber of Commerces. I think it really depends on like what your business is, to be honest, to like for what value you get out of it. But they can be good and definitely different areas that like every Chamber of Commerce I've noticed is completely different. Uh, social, social places. Here's an example. I ran into a musician that I really wanted to meet the other night just because I was at a bar, right? That makes sense, right? Musicians are going to be at bars. It wasn't a music bar or anything. It was just hanging in a bar downtown and randomly, randomly at the last thing at the night, like midnight, one, something really late, he pops in. And I just said, hey, are you this person? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, I fucking love your music. I think it's awesome. Really excited about the this release. I just know what he's up to, and got his cell number and and have connected with him, and we'll see what happens. But you can't. That's that's a visual piece. Those are all visual places, and that can be difficult if you have a hard time being in a room with people you've never met, or like there's a lot of people that get a ton of anxiety from what I just even said right there, where like talking to that person and being like, Hey, are you this person? And then being scared that they're going to say no, or be like, yeah, but like, don't talk to me. It's like, there's a lot of things that freak people out about that. And I totally get it. But those are all places, depending on what you're trying to do, you know, a mastermind is going to help you network with other professionals that are in your space directly. So it's, it may or may not really help you with clients for whatever business that it is that you're doing. I find that it usually still does because a lot of those people work with each other in different capacities. Like in in this mastermind group for audio, there's some mastering engineers, there's musicians, there's, you know, mixing engineers like me, different people in the industry. So there's a lot of like cross pollination that can happen there and is happening. But I'd say mastermind groups, mostly you're going to network with other professionals that are in your way. And that is most helpful, I think, for keeping your craft really tight, keeping up with people that are doing the same stuff that you are. They're seeing the same problems. They're seeing the same opportunities. It's a great networking piece for that. Whereas like clubs or like teams or like sports or playing in bands or anything like that, that just helps you be in like wherever field or thing that you want to be at in a casual way, because networking does not have to be a serious thing like networking just needs that you need to meet people and then be able to facilitate or develop a relationship in some way. And that doesn't have to be something formal. In fact, I think that the best ways to network are informal. I, I love meeting that person in the bar and just like 
both being trashed at the end of the night and happen to be in the same spot and just start talking about music for an hour. I love that. I love being at a random place and someone gives me that opportunity that once in a, you know, that one pivot chance and then just taking a hold of it and seeing what happens. So you have to experiment. You have to, it will totally depend on like what creative thing you're doing out there, what one of those might work. But each of them kind of tends to do a different thing for you or mean a different thing. Like mixing a bunch of them is good, but you have to see like, who, who are you? What are you trying to do? And like, who are you trying to meet? Who's most important right now for helping you think the right way and, and, and network. And those places will kind of show you what place they might be at. But I've learned from being at any of them, being really vocal about what it is that you do is really the most helpful. Like just being open to talk to people and being like, I'm Dave, I'm an audio engineer, I'm a podcaster. You know, I do like young real estate stuff. Telling people just over and over again, like, this is who I am. This is what I do. That alone, people will find ways to connect you with other people because they just like want to. If you're like, they're cool with you, they're going to find ways to connect you. But if they don't know what you're about and what you do, just by saying that, that's like really helpful. So uh, conventions are coming back. I'm really excited about it. Conventions are an awesome place to network, but it doesn't, it doesn't happen in my experience, like really organically at at least audio engineer society ones. Those have like learning experiences and then like a bunch of booths for like equipment and things. So I'm hoping I'm going to get out to NAM or some other things. Those are like the biggest conventions that I know about. Every convention is totally different. Some of them have like networking pieces. AES has some networking pieces too, but I just wasn't finding they were working great. Maybe that was just me. The big thing for conventions is you need to be, if you're going to go there and like your intent is to network, you really have to be like forward on that. You have to go there expecting that you're going to find a way to meet some people because it just isn't going to happen if you just go to the classes and you just go to the booths and you look at the stuff and then you leave. It's not going to happen. It happens like I, I met, he was on the podcast, Joe Solo in LA. I met him because we both took our lunch to like one of the quieter rooms upstairs because the calf was just like crazy. And, and we both had the same idea. It wasn't like completely by accident. We found a space upstairs and we both just sat down and ate. And we're just like, what's up? What do you do? You know, like that's, and then that's how stuff happens. So I met Joe that way or, I went to some of the, uh, I took those chances. I took the opportunity. I was invited to some like parties in New York and some recording studios, met some people there just by being at a party in some of these studios that wouldn't have happened if like I impulsively said, no, I always tell people out there, my like biggest loss is I opened up for uh, Manchester orchestra back in college and they invited us uh, to go hang afterwards. And I don't, I fucking absolutely don't know why, but at that time, like I wasn't super into them. Like I am now. And I said, no, and I didn't go hang with like a stupid, good band. It was a stupid, it didn't make any sense. There's no reason for it. <laughs> like there's no reason for that. But like, that was one of those opportunities where like, I should have said yes impulsively and just like sent it and, uh, just hung out with those guys. But Conventions are kind of that way where there's a lot of opportunities that are like that, where people are like in restaurants all in the area around. You can see the shirts. You can say, Hey, like, love that thing. Like I saw that gear earlier. I see that you're one of those guys. Like, can I buy you a beer? And, and like, 
people are in the restaurants around there. They are, they're at parties. They are swapping business cards sometimes like at, at things. Like even if someone raises their hand to ask a really good question uh, and they say, Hey, I'm Dave from Crawl Space Audio. And then they do a really good question. Looking up and bringing that further, right? Saying something to them like really quick. Hey, love that thing that you said, blah, blah, blah. And then after looking up that company, take note of that company. If you're really about it, take a note of it. Look up their site, hit them up afterwards. Hey, I saw you at the AES convention saying, blah, really like that thing. Are you around? Can I give you a shout this week? You know, it's, it's really crazy how that stuff happens. And like, sometimes we feel like it's a waste of time, but uh, people say yes, guys, like they say yes all the time and they just, they can't, if you don't ask them and you don't like try something like that. So conventions, I won't say that it always happens organically, like some do, but if you're forward on it, they can be really good. Uh, same thing with speaking engagements. Like if you're interested in the speakers that are there, I found like asking a question is really helpful. And some of them, uh, it's kind of, this is really aggressive. So this is definitely an extrovert move, but some of them, you can put them on point. <laughs> I've seen this happen a lot. And you can ask them a normal question. And then you can say like, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? Or do you want to help me? with? Do you want to work on this thing or whatever? I've seen people put them on hot seat, which is kind of a dick move sometimes, but it does work sometimes where they'll straight up ask the speaker if they can do something together or connect. And they do say yes. Like sometimes I see like maybe 50-50 chance depending on who the speaker is. But even if you're not going to be that aggressive, like asking a question with them and then following up after to say, Hey, I saw you in Houston. You talked about this. I asked you that. Hey, just wanted to say that was awesome. Bringing that relationship further. That's like another way to uh, work at those speaking engagements or like obviously connecting with people there. And then the last is just going to be like, if you are trying to meet more people of a certain thing, certain type, certain crowd, certain crew, you, you have to be where they're at and organically and with no, uh, no plan of like what you're trying to get out of it or expectation of anything. You just need to be around where they're at. So like we're talking about visual, the things that I said earlier, we're talking about visual, we're talking about consistent and bringing it further. And so like earlier when someone in my mastermind group is talking about how do I meet musicians? Well, I, he was talking about it during COVID time. So that's kind of a different story, but maybe it's not right. So musicians are going to be playing shows. They're going to be playing shows. They're going to be at guitar center. They're going to be at some of these conventions, some of these things they're going to be at some of these networking groups. They're just going to be at these places. So going to shows consistently, like I'm always uh, going to shows or I'm going to, you know, hang at studios or hang at these conventions or hang at whatever, be at where they're at. You know, if you're a creative and you just want to meet other creatives to inspire yourself or you have a business and you want to meet more customers, whatever it is, be at where those people are at, be there genuinely and be there to engage with what's happening with zero expectation. Like you are not there to pitch anyone shit. You're not going to the concerts and being like, Hey, I'm an audio engineer. I should record your band. Like sometimes. Yeah. But like for the most part, you're there to see shows. You're there to support musicians, buy their merch, wear their shit, uh, share their music videos, like just help, like help them. Right. Like, and, and that's just me talking about one thing for my industry, but it's like, 
whatever it is that you are trying to do out there, find out where your customers are at or your fans or just other people doing the thing that you want to do that you want to talk to and be where they're at for fun. Like the bar, like just that was definitely not on purpose because that would be creepy as fuck. If I somehow met him at that point on purpose, that would be really scary, but be where they're at, you know, even if you know that there's like a certain spot that everyone, you know, hangs out at after work, you know, like live sound people all get out at this weird, crazy crack of dawn time. And there's usually like a bar next to the venue that they go to. It's like, there's always a spot that people are at. You can always usually find it from just talking to people and seeing like where people are hanging at. You don't have to do anything. Like try going to these places and grabbing a cup of coffee or grabbing a beer or grabbing whatever. Go there with friends if you don't feel comfortable. You see what happens. But once you're at a place enough, like that visual component, people just like want to know who the fuck you are. Like they're just straight up like, who is that weird guy who has a podcast that does audio and real estate stuff and is stupid? And uh, what's he about? And, and people just, if you're there enough and you just keep telling people what you're up to when they ask and like not trying to receive anything, uh, it's really crazy how open people are. They just, they, they just see you around and you become part of their environment. And then people want to just get to know like what you're about and what's going on. And then if anything comes from it, you know, if they want to bring the relationship further or they want to do anything, uh, then great. If they don't, then great. You know, you don't, you don't lose, you don't lose anything by doing it. It's only a good thing. All right. So now let's flip this a little bit and talk about some internal things. So these are going to be the things that I think are really helpful for introverted people. I think that there's some of those things that I said, like introverted people definitely can go to like a conference. They can go to some of these things where they're not put on point as much. And they can do things, like I said, where like they listen and observe and be a part of things and see what's happening and then hit people back up after through email or through their website or connecting with them in some way that's less evasive for them and putting them on spot. There's ways that you can do that, introverted people out there. If you feel that, there's ways that you can go out and about and be your way, be the way that you communicate and work with people and still be on the hunt still be forward aggressive on networking. You just do it in your own way. There's different ways to connect on people and bring it visual, bring it consistent, bring it further in the relationship. You can do those things as an introvert at an external events. But now I want to talk about some things that I think you can like really rip it up. This is like internal things. This is going to be all social and content. And that's where you can absolutely shine because you have all the control in the world of exactly where and how that shows up. And you can cater that exactly to who you are as a person. So obviously, you see me here podcasting. I, as a person, I talk a ridiculous amount. My wife is in here right now. But if you were to ever ask her, she would tell you the amount that I actually talk, which is kind of amazing. It's really incredible. That's why I podcast. That's what I'm good at. I'm good at uh, talking and like hanging out on point and... Uh, it's taken like one step at a time to like get more, you know, get used to streaming. I wasn't always cool with that. Get used to all these different things, but uh, or talking to a wall right now and doing a solo episode with no people talking with me for like a half hour or more. It took a while to get used to all that shit, but that's my medium. So you have to find yours. If you're introverted, you have to find out what 
works for you if you're going to make content. Contra- uh, content is a great inbound networking piece. And what I mean by that is once you create the content, naturally people that want to hang out with you, like you awesome people, are cool enough to listen to my podcast. Like, thank you for listening. Uh, but it, it's like naturally people in your crew want to engage with it, whether it's a blog or a podcast or your Instagram or your TikTok or YouTube or whatever it is that you feel comfortable with, people will come to that. So it's an inbound piece of networking because people will comment on stuff or they'll like, maybe you're out at a bar and they say, Hey, are you that person that does this thing? And they, they just know about you because you're visual and you're consistent. And then when you talk to people on social, you're bringing that relationship further Simon Pellet, who's been on the show, like I think maybe even three times at this point, two times, three times, is a really good friend of mine. I've been friends with him for like two years. All that happened through Instagram. I've never met Simon in person. That happens all the time. There's a bunch of you out there that listen to the show that are awesome fucking people that I've met through the show or through the social afterwards or before through comments, whatever, just keeping up comments, messaging more, like going past the comments and DM and talking about stuff and relationships form that way. And it's so cool. So say you are introverted out there and you're like, Hey, I don't want to be on live streams. That freaks me out. I don't want to be on video at all. Podcasting might be good. Just don't do it live. Like me, like maybe that could be good for you because you're not live at all. You can cut the podcast ahead of time, which is how most people do it. I'm just a freak. And I like being live and torturing myself sometimes. But uh, maybe a podcast could be really great for you because now you're not on camera. It's pre-recorded. You have the control of exactly how that's going to hit the world. And people listen to the podcast, they're still going to hit you up after. You know, if they're into the show and and they're into the content that you're doing. So podcasts could be really great for you. Maybe YouTube or video could be cool for you. And it's just the way that you control it, the way that you want to make the videos. And uh, definitely blogs. uh, Writing is not dead. It's really more saturated than some of these mediums are. Uh, But everything you look up out there, it's tied to SEO. It's tied to what people are looking up. Blog is not gone by any means at all. It's just a different medium. So if writing is your strength and feel free for that. But at the end of the day, I just want to make sure that people who communicate and meet people in different ways feel comfortable with finding their way to make content in a way that allows them to network because this podcast has introduced me to and connected me with so many amazing people that I never would have, I don't think, if I didn't start this podcast, not at this frequency and this amount. And I'm so grateful for that. And I had no idea when I started the show that this would do that. I just didn't understand it at that point in time. So I really want to see anyone who's interested in that type of stuff to find whatever it is that they're comfortable with and get out there and start doing it. So yeah, find your thing. So when it comes to creating content, people will engage with it completely different for every platform. That's something that you just have to like feel. Podcast, YouTube, TikTok, IG, uh, everything feels different when you're on it with the way that people engage with it. Some of it's going to be like a little bit more shallow engagement. Like TikTok can go deep, like people DM you or they do the questions. It can be really light too. People can really go through it quick. Uh, YouTube and podcasts can be long or, or 
or shallow. It's like really different with each person, but that will kind of naturally unfold. So another way, if you're not comfortable with doing content yourself, but you're introverted enough where you don't like being at these external events, you don't like doing some of the things that I said were like, hey, go to the event. You don't have to talk to people there, like hit them up after and, and show that you took value from it. Uh, another way is something that Gary Vee says a ton, which is putting your two cents in. And what that means is, say you're not making content, you can be visual and you can bring a relationship further and you can be consistent with adding your two cents in on other people's content all the time. And so that forms relationships or DMs. And I know that sometimes even a DM can feel really anxious for people. It's I've, I've messaged people recently that like I was very anxious to message and I've never messaged them in this way. And I took a shot on it and I was very thankful because it paid off. They were like, yeah, I'd love to fucking hang out and do that thing. Or I'd love to, you know, do this thing. And, and, um, so I encourage people out there, if you're scared of sending someone a message and asking them if they want to get, grab a cup of coffee or they want to FaceTime you or they want to, do a quick call with you or whatever, whatever you want to do out there. I really do encourage you just take a shot on it, send the message. And if they don't answer it ever, or they say, no, it's like nothing will actually hurt you. It's okay. But if you don't, I get it because it made me anxious too. And it sucks. Putting your two cents on things. Say, I'm sorry, I use music so much because I'm just like, that's my world. But whatever it is, you are... I don't know, you're a graphic designer or you're a baker, you're a veterinarian. Like it doesn't matter whatever you are and you want to meet people in it. Everything is hashtagged. Everything is tagged in some way in every platform so that you can filter or adapt your algorithm to be able to look at that and see those posts, literally posting a comment on those posts and saying something that's more in depth than like, this is great or yeah, awesome. Like, haha, something that's like actually has some meat on the bones of what you're delivering to someone for feedback. It's just like a conversation. If you're talking to someone and they give you this whole thing, like content is like your heart and soul. It's like people are really put themselves out there. It's like you're having a conversation with someone and they give a whole conversation to you of like really in depth about their life. And you're like, neat. That's like what some of those comments are. And they're totally fine because like they're not meant to be anything more than that. But two cents means that you like really heard them and then you responded back in a way that they felt that from you. So it's like you listen to their TikTok thing, you listen to their IG video or you watch their YouTube video or whatever it may be. You say, Hey, I really like this thing about that. Made me think about this. Check out this recent, like maybe message them. Hey, Look at this resource. This totally reminded me of like the thing that you're doing, or this is a band that I like. Like I totally get this vibe from you, or whatever. And it's like you just did something that was like, whoa! You really paid attention to the thing that I did. Do it all the time. Leave your two cents on things frequently. That gets you visual. It, it helps take the relationship further because people get to know you, and they really do pay attention. I pay attention when people are the same people messaging me, the same people watching the show the same people dropping comments out there. I pay attention to that. I message you guys like all the time. Those are, those are noticeable things. And it's something that if you're an introvert, that's a way that you can connect with people in a way that shouldn't be messing with you. 
this can work for both in the same that a lot of these have. So Clubhouse, this is only been able to be accessed by Apple users, but it's not going away at all. It's stupid popular. It's got a lot of movement in it. You can meet really incredible people on there like instantly and get like direct access. It's like really a crazy platform. And I see a lot of podcasting is already there, but I think some crazy stuff's going to happen with like podcasts going like direct through Clubhouse to like, that's like normally how we do this thing. That might be like how the live podcast happens and stuff. Like, I don't know. I can't really predict it perfect, but some crazy shit's going to happen with it. Apple users have been the only people that can access Clubhouse so far, but I guarantee you it's going to come out. Uh, I haven't done extra research on this, but Twitter's already making its own audio format piece where it's direct audio and Clubhouse is definitely going to come out for everyone. So if you haven't checked out Clubhouse yet, you can. I really encourage you because it's a really interesting, cool platform that I think uh, is the future in some degree where like audio just is a way that we communicate now. But it's basically, it's just a direct conversation. It feels like a, it feels like a speaking event, honestly, like happening in little micros and social. So it's like whatever room you want to make, you can make the topic. There are people that are panelists that have the control in the conversation. They can invite people on stage and bring them up to talk, or they can make it so that they can't talk and they can just be audience people. Clubhouse is one of the most offense networking tools that you have because it is an ability to get in the room with amazing people instantly at all points in time around the world from your pocket, from your phone instantly, like past anything I've ever seen before in my life. It's crazy. And so when you jump in there, you literally get to have a conversation with people. When you're on stage, you get to have a conversation with other people doing exactly the topic that you want to talk about and take that offline immediately. I know people that have, I'm going to bring this guy on the show, so I'm not going to go over too far of his story on it because I thought it was really cool. But I know someone that has met people on there in like one day, took the relationship off to like Instagram, DM, talked with these people, kept up, then was traveling. And then literally these people are like, yo, I saw that you were traveling this place on your Instagram story. Come hang out with me in this city. And they did. And that happened in like, days and it was really cool connections and so if you're like really extroverted then jumping on stage and and saying this is who i am this is what i'm up to and then like sharing good conversation with people that's you're gonna have a field day if you haven't done that and you're extroverted you're gonna just absolutely kill it if you're introverted and you don't want to be on stage you don't want that attention or you don't want to engage that way be in the audiences and especially there's a lot of topics where you can be a really small audience there's not a lot of people there and it's very visual. You see little icons of the people on there. And once again, it's like the two cents thing, but you don't even talk. You're literally just always on it. Eventually people are going to be like, who is this person? Like they're always on my topic that I talk about Bitcoin or I talk about what I just totally pulled that out of my ass. But it's like they talk about every topic on there constantly being there, constantly being visual and then shoot them a message or wait, they might, they might even shoot you a message because it's like the guy at the bar thing that I'm saying, where it's like, when you see that person there in your space all the time, you're like, I have to know who this person is. It's just curiosity. Humans are, are curious in nature. So definitely encourage clubhouse uh, on either side of that. And then 
last one is kind of riding into that. Like if you have the opportunity to take it, like no matter what, just like do it is show you have skin in the game and like do some stuff that shows that like you really value the networking that's about to happen. Like if someone the other day I drove two hours on like a work day to get a cup of coffee with someone in another state. And I was, uh, so that made me, so I drove four hours that day. They fucking know that I, I, that mattered to me. They know that that communication to meet them and talk with them and like share food and coffee and just chat that it was important enough to me that I was going to drive four hours that day. Right. So if someone opens the door and they're like, Hey, come out to my show or come, come check out my business. Come, come work with me this day or come whatever. It could be an investment of time. Like maybe you're like, Hey, let me come do this thing at your business or with you creatively for free. Or let me come help you do this thing. Or I'm going to give you this thing as like a a way to help you out or driving X amount of hours to go meet someone or whatever it is. Show that it's not just something that you're trying to take from because that's what people are worried about. When people say no, a lot, it could be time. It could be value. But a lot of times it's like they're afraid that you're just trying to get shit from them because a lot of people fortunately are out there trying to get shit from people. They care what you care. Oh man, that's such a good one. I'm going to read this. So this is Rodrigo Lambruger. If I murdered that, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'll shoot you a message. Rodrigo says, it's like that saying, people don't care how much you know, they care how much you care. Fact. So on point. People don't care how much you know, they care how much you care. I mean, if you like listen to anyone that hires people on like uh, on these crazy levels, like when they're hiring someone to be an intern for them at like a crazy company or a recording studio or something really fucking cool. Almost none of those people are ever looking for like the best skill level possible of everyone in the room. They're looking for the best hang and they're looking for the best hang that has no ego in the game of like, can I learn this stuff? Like you have to be able to learn it. You have to be able to do the thing that they're saying. So like, no doubt you have to be capable, but showing people that you care to the point where you're like, I'm going to drive four hours on a work day and wake up and not get as much sleep so that I can come just chat with you. Like just shows how much you care, how much you value what it is that they do or saying like, Hey, I'm going to come, I will come here and do things for free for you. I will come and help you in this way. Or like, what can I do to be proactive with bringing value to this person? That's just going to make their day like awesome. And I'm going to come do that. And I'm going to come do it, whatever tomorrow, or I'm going to travel to another state. I'm going to take a flight over to LA, even though I'm on the East coast, like all these random things, they, they sound like kind of crazy, but it's like, when someone's coming from across the country or another state, they're, they're coming from someplace there or they're giving you something or they're like, let me just come do this thing to like help you with this thing. You like immediately take that really seriously. At least I do. And people immediately changes. Like it kind of like expedites that networking piece because now it's like this person's not fucking around when they like want to connect with me. They like see real huge value in what I'm doing. And like, like, here's a great example. There have been people that 
like many people that like made my heart melt where they were like saw the the YouTube series or they saw on like social this renovation project that I'm trying to do which is by far the biggest renovation I've ever done in my life and it's just kicking the living shit out of me is a 6000 square foot farm that I'm renovating into a studio and an artist getaway and blah 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 like you probably heard it on here there's been so many people that have offered to come work on this for with me for free like to like lay down subfloor and to insulate and lay flooring down or take things away or whatever there's been like literally 10 or 15 people that have reached out to me and like melted my heart away saying they would come out and do things for free you better fucking believe that like when they, I haven't had a lot of those people out yet because of the, the order of the project, but I, I will take you up on your, your hospitality because I need the help. But things like that, it's like, you better believe these people are going to give you the time. Not always. Like maybe they just straight up are busy and it's just like not a good time. Or like maybe they just are a dick and they don't like people. Or maybe they like just have a hard time with communicating the way that you're engaging with it. And they are a good person, but they just don't like roll that way. And you have to try to find a different way to work with them. Or maybe they just don't network with people and they just don't do that. And they've got their life, their cup is full and that's what they do. Whatever it is, it's not, not necessarily like never throwing shade at people, never necessarily a bad thing. But it's like for the most part, you do some of those things and people are going to recognize and they're going to give you the time of day. And just go there completely not expecting anything. Just go there literally for exactly what you said. Go there to communicate, to network, to understand and meet someone. And just amazing shit happens. It's really incredible. I used to always like shit on or like be like, oh my God, it's so cliche or overblown. Like it's not what you know, it's who you know. Like especially in the music industry, like you guys know, like People say it all the time, film industry, like any of the ones that are like creative industries, which is like most of the people on this podcast, people say it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's kind of true. It's like really incredible how many people (laughs) I've talked with where you're like, dude, how did you get that gig? Like, how did that ever fucking happen ever? And they're like, I walked across the street and I stopped in front of someone's car by accident, which made it so I chose to go to a different bar. And when I went in there, I like gave someone a napkin or something and it was fucking this person. And then I was like, Oh, I'm also that thing. And then all of a sudden it happens. It's crazy. It's really stupid, crazy how that stuff blows shit up and it happens all the time. And so this is going to be the two things is the quantity and the quality of networking and finding your way to do it so that you feel comfortable. So you're in your zone. I just wanted to get this episode out to kind of like stir the pot a little bit, give you maybe a fresh different way. If you're already networking some different ways that could be helpful. And then I definitely, definitely wanted to get this out to people who are introverted to say, I cannot network because it's not true. Like, I don't believe that that's bullshit. There's a way for you to network, but there's a way for you to do it on your term where you feel comfortable in a medium or a way of communication where you are your best. Like introverted people are some of the best at like a million things. And so I want people to know that. And, and uh, a lot, um, this is not like a lot of introvert people still network out there, but I want to help the ones that are having a hard time because I've, I've seen it locally on some level. So 
hopefully this podcast was helpful for you guys. I went way longer than I planned. I was like aiming for 30 minutes, but this was like 50 minutes. So hopefully this is like a good piece for you folks. Uh, this is episode 113 of the show. If you miss this show live, it's going to be out on podcast form on Tuesday at 6 a.m. You can go to wakingupfromwork.com or you can go to all podcast sites. It's going to be out there on podcast. And then next week, hang out. I'm going to be back on interviews. None of the solo stuff here in Tennessee on a messed up audio system that I stuffed in my suitcase. Next week, I'll be back in Maine and I'm going to be interviewing uh, Rob Mathias who has been traveling all through South America. He started like a clothing company out of a, uh, a schoolie, like a renovated school bus that he's been getting stuff from down in South America and selling at music festivals and things like that. So uh, I met him a while back. We're going to be chatting with him on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, I know that I, sh- I threw a post out today saying that I was going to be hanging out with Influencer Authority. Jim, I was wrong about that. The date was wrong because I was tired and sleepy from traveling. That's going to be next Thursday. We're going to be chatting with him about how he did like 900 episodes on a podcast. He literally started a brand new podcast again, just to like see what he could do with it after he did it since 2017. And he's been doing a lot of other things where he is a chiropractor, I believe. And he's been using content to like really change up his day-to-day of like how he engages and something like that, where... That to me, I just don't know enough about it, but doesn't necessarily seem like I can engage with it in that way. So I think that there's a lot to share for like creatives out there of like, how can you take your hobby, your creative, your special thing and like twist it up in content of like, how can that work out there? So thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Thank you guys for tuning into the show uh, on a networking note or on like a don't be afraid to shoot a DM note. At Dave Wake Up on like every social is my handle or wake up from work podcast at gmail.com. Uh, recently, a guy named Peter hit me up and we've been like emailing back and forth for like a month at this point. Hit me up. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know what things you like and don't like about it. Let me know, you know, if this was helpful for you, like what, what thing you're going to do in networking or you have done that, that I missed or that you're going to try now. Hit me up and, and let me know what you think of stuff and like what your creative or your hustle or whatever fuck you're doing out there. Let me know what you're up to. Hit me up. So thank you guys so much. I'm going to bounce here and uh, try to get some downtime here in Tennessee from uh, working and content. So have an awesome night. Go do some cool networking and shit. Mm-hmm.